Hello. Today is Friday, July 30th. And my name is Ali Kameha and you are listening to the Usli podcast. Before, please like, subscribe, send me some emails so eventually I can, you know, maybe buy a mic. Um I'm going and I'm doing it Mr. Beast style. Everything that I make from the podcast, I'm going to be putting it right back into the podcast. And as you guys probably already know, I have made no money off this podcast. None at all. Uh, So the quality sort of reflects that. I don't, I've always been the kind of guy like, Just build it at its own speed. I know. There's some people that just go right away and they would have had their house soundproofed and mics and done all this. And then they probably would have done one or two podcasts and stopped doing it. And I know people like that because my best one of my best friends is like that. We went on. He went like for a walk maybe three times. Like three weeks in a row. Every Saturday he went on a walk And then he's like You know what man I'm gonna go buy a bike And he never does it small I'm not even lying Like So he went And he got a custom bike Cost him like $500 And then Two weeks later um, We're sitting at his house On a Sunday And then he's like And his wife uh, This couple calls up Um he tells him, oh, yeah, yeah, he lives in an apartment. I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, man, I just sold my bike. I'm like, didn't you just get it? He's like, yeah, but I was never going to ride it. I was like, then why'd you go get it? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, that's that's just the way he rolls. So I'm saying all that, too. If you're complaining about the about the sound quality, like, subscribe, help make it more popular so I can afford better equipment. And maybe I can start doing some giveaways or something. Thank you for the ones that have already liked and subscribed. I appreciate it. You guys always know I like to start the podcast about fighting. Boxing, because boxing is undercovered. In the media especially But I'm going to be honest I'm still heartbroken By That loss And what I mean by that loss is The judges scorecard For the Charlo Versus Costano fight Where that judge The reason why is because I feel like that judge Is blatantly Giving us the finger Or he's like making sure that he is still going to get paid. You know what I mean? Like it's like this judge is like, oh, hey, like I don't, I still did my job. I'm giving him, look, I'm giving him a 17 to 11. If the other two judges change their mind, hey, that's not on me. I still want to get paid. The bribe. Like he's literally he could have done this 
14-13. It does not matter how you give the, like, what your final score is. But you giving 117 to 111 is you, it's like, you're literally giving us the finger and telling us, fuck you. This is how sports work in San Antonio. And I don't want to keep calling this guy a judge because it's unfair to the, to obviously there's good judges out there. So Nelson Vasquez, that's the guy's name. The guy who gave Charlo a 17 to 11. The guy who literally gave us all the middle finger. He went out of his way to let us know, hey, this is boxing, motherfuckers. And that's why it really bothers me. Because they knew all the eyes were going to be on them. They know that. They have a huge fight. There's no... UFC that night wasn't really big. There was no Conor McGregor fight. It wasn't really a big fight. I think it was either Islam fighting or TJ fighting. And it was in the UFC apex. So no fans. So they... All that. And what does he do? He gives a 117-11. 111. That still doesn't... I can't comprehend that. When there's futures involved. A lot of money involved. And instead of just doing the right thing, you... You feel like... You have the right to make extra money. Huh, Nelson Vasquez? I, like, he's a fucking goof. I, I'm not, you gotta say it, man. Nelson Vasquez, you're a fucking goof for ruining, <clears throat> for ruining boxing. You shouldn't even be allowed to come near a boxing ring. You should be getting slapped. And the funny part is you probably won't even know who slapped you. Can't count. Can't judge. How often do they test the judge's vision? Do they test it before a fight? Hey there, stand up. Close your eyes. Close one eye. Tell me what you see there. Is that a H, a Q, a zero? What is it? A P? We need, like... Because this is bullshit, man. And... There's gambling stakes involved now, too. That's the thing that boxing, I don't think, is still comprehending. Because I think it's a bunch of 80-year-olds. There's... Now that there's money being involved in all this boxing. Especially in the U.S. side. Because there's always been gambling on boxing in the uh, in Britain. 
always has. But that's why in Britain, I don't know much about Britain box, but I haven't seen a lot. Like when fights have been held there, I haven't really seen a lot of uh, disappointments or people blaming judges. Unlike in the U.S. And I want to make it clear. The Nevada Commission is the best commission in the world. They've cleaned all of this shit up, Nevada. It's Dallas, San Antonio, and it's Texas. Pretty much Texas. The state of Texas is the corrupt one. Because there don't have a reputation and the people like if you look into that history I'm telling you Teddy Atlas has talked about this relentless but I feel like I don't hear anybody other than Teddy Atlas and Teddy Atlas is getting old so I don't know who it's gonna be but whoever has to keep banging and banging about this corruption and calling these people out man you gotta keep doing it and please make sure if you are a fan of boxing or MMA, but Teddy Alice has really gotten into MMA and he's very good at it too. Go support him. Subscribe to Teddy Atlas. Google it, man. It's not hard. YouTube, put Teddy Alice, you'll see his podcast and his interviews. I'm subscribed to it. And I always I'm telling you this, whether you like it or you don't, but think about how other people perceive you sometimes. I'm not talking about, oh, how you dress. Who gives a fuck? But the things that you do, like being cheap. Some people think being cheap is one thing. No, man, being cheap is always looking for something free and wanting something for free. I don't, like, if you like something and you want something, you want to build a habit of supporting it, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, whether it's just writing a comment or leaving a review. And what happens is good karma, that's a good energy. Because one day you're going to like something. One day, here I am. I want to start my own podcast. And if I've been liking and supporting other people, then I'm not going to be as shy to ask people to support me. Right? It's the same thing. You might not have to do anything in entertainment at all. But in life. So always... Don't always be looking for like a deal from your friends. Like help support your friends. That's the whole point. Like people always look at friends like, oh, no, nah, he's my boy. He should give me a deal. Or how about no, nah, he's my boy. I'm going to put money in his pocket. And I'm not going to like it's $30. All right, bro, here's 30 so then when I open a store, he's going to come in and he sees something that he likes for $45. He's going to buy it for $45. 
Sometimes saving $5 or whatever it is, it's not, it ain't gonna change your life, man. It ain't. And somebody will show me a YouTube video of one guy, $5. All right, that's, I'm not talking about the one situation. I'm talking about the norm, not the exception. Okay, now let's get into sports. Um, sports, I obviously have to start off with the NBA draft. And if you listen to this podcast, you would have already known that Jalen Suggs was not going to go number four in the draft to the Raptors. And I'm an idiot because I don't have, I, don't, I didn't know that FanDuel, you could have bet on it. And I would have told anybody that should have been the value bet is Jalen Suggs is not going to the Raptors. And Scotty Burns, I wouldn't have put Scotty Burns to go fourth, but I would have just went over on the Scotty Burns um, over under. He probably would have been over under five, right, or six. And I would have just taken that. I wouldn't have taken him exactly there. And if Jalen Suggs being top four, I would have taken him under. I know. Hey, people, if you're just tuning in, anybody like this guy's talking out of his ass, listen to the podcast. Go on my Twitter. I've been saying it. The Raptors have never had anything positively said about Jalen Suggs. They never said like they want him. They like nothing. He never came out. And that's because I think they're happy with Fred Van Vliet. And I've said this before. Winning a championship gives players a certain confidence and an edge. Fred Van Vliet has a title under his belt. And um, let's be honest, like, you really think Jalen Suggs is going to impact the Toronto Raptors more than, more than Fred Van Vliet? No, he's not. He's not. And this guy's not a shooter. We have a lot of not shooters. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. Those guys are streaky shooters. And a close comp to Kawhi Leonard is and was Scotty Barnes. And I'm going to tell you guys from right now. I'm going to go. The, the draft went Cade Cunningham, number one. Jalen Green, number two. Evan Mobley, number three. Scotty Barnes, number four. And then Jalen Suggs went number five. One thing that I never understood, and I would love somebody to help me understand it. When these guys in the media are giving them draft grades right after. Am I crazy, but who the fuck are you in the media? This guy, so you're telling me you've watched more than the whole scouting department of this team? 
That never made sense. Your draft grade should be of last year's draft. Because now these players have had a year. And you saw what, where, what players they threw out and what players they kept. Who cares about your draft grade right now? Nobody's seen what this guy's done on the court. And I feel like that's why horrible GMs like Bill Belichick were able to get away with being horrible GMs for the longest times. Because idiots would be giving them their draft picks B pluses and A's. But a, a year later, half of those players would not even be on a roster. Come on. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be the first. Yo, the year after, from now on, is when I give out my draft grades. Next podcast, listen to my draft grades for your best teams of uh, 2020. Like, that makes sense. And guess what's going to happen? People that ended up giving last year, look them up, they gave who? Wiseman and the Golden State Warriors... A pluses for taking Wiseman. Right? So their draft grade was an A plus, but halfway through the season it became like a B. How? 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 He's still the same player. Right? It's because these media people are so arrogant that they're giving a team a grade based on their opinion like based not even on their opinion based on if they like the player who cares so you have no facts nothing that's gonna help for your draft grade because the mock draft is literally everything on it I'm not hating on the mock drafts obviously the mock drafts is what gives us all the information and gives us sort of an eye into the team's mock draft boards. I'm talking about the draft grades. That is stupid. Right after a draft. To give them a draft grade. How do you even know what their plan is? What if they do have a trade coming in? Like, you don't even know what moves they're trying to make. That, that's why I don't... Draft grade should be of the year previous. Wiseman. So, this year... Start off at the top. If you redrafted a lot of it... Like Killian Hayes. A lot of people would have gave Detroit high marks, and they did. Killian Hayes played, and he's not as good as he is. Like, he was highly drafted. Sacramento. Like, there's a lot of... Should I continue? Is Ant. 
and turned out to be a home run for Minnesota. Would the Golden State go with LaMelo? I don't know. Maybe they'd still keep James Wiseman knowing what they know now. But did he help him last year? No, he didn't. So if he didn't, then he's pretty much like a B. But you saw his potential. So he's a B. The one thing that I do have to say about Scotty Barnes, I know a lot of people are like, oh, his jump shot is this. He has a motor. If a guy's a hard worker on and off the court and has a motor, you can't, like, motors are Lou Dort. Like, it's some, It's like a, almost a God-given ability to be able to keep going at such a consistent pace with such a high endurance. Kawhi Leonard, Boardman gets paid. That is a motor. The thing about Kawhi when he first is his motor. Uh, Philly, not Tobias Harris. The guy Tobias Harris always bullies. Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul has a motor. Uh, having a motor, man, it's very, very, very underrated. And I think it helps. If And Scotty, Burn, Scotty Barnes is an exceptional leader. That's awesome. Height. He has the physical. He has the wingspan. If all you got to... And he's going to the Raptors who... Together are a competent organization and have good coaching and great development. So, I like uh, I hope I hope because I wanted Scotty Barnes, and he's so he's he seems like such a great person, and I'm hoping he does awesome. And I'd love to be cheering for. I hope he does become the next Kawhi, because we're looking for that. But if you had to ask me. I think Scotty Barnes is more of a Jalen Brown. That would be his upside. And if he does become and turn into Jalen Brown, that's awesome. But the Raptors are still looking for a Tatum. And that's when I do have to transition to the biggest news of all yesterday. The Lakers have acquired... Brody Westbrook Russell Westbrook And I gotta be honest The first time I saw it I was shocked Because It didn't make sense to me It seemed like a lot of stuff And I was like Why are you giving all this stuff out For Russell Westbrook It just did not make sense to me From the Lakers side. And then. I was like. Oh it makes sense. Because LeBron. Needs Russell's blood. He can't. Anthony's always injured. Anthony Davis. He doesn't have the good blood. 
He needs Westbrook's the only guy that can show up consistent, high energy. He needs that blood. I'm joking, joking, joking. <laughs> um, theory number one was park the money. So by essentially trading these three players for Russell Westbrook, you have now created a spot worth $42 million. So if you do want, if a whatever player becomes available throughout the league, those players are normally worth about in the 30 to 40, 35 to 40 million dollar range and there's something funny about hey if I want Damian Lillard and I give the lake and I'm gonna offer Portland a Kuzma Montrez Herald and Caldwell Pope and two second not even first because they don't have any first two second round picks People want a name. They're going to be like, what the hell is uh, these three and two second? But now you can put Westbrook. And fan bases might hate it. But at least they'll be like, yo, Westbrook works hard. So that's the first theory is they acquired Westbrook to move Westbrook. And when you look at it, when I honestly looked at it, I was like, Kuzma, Harold, and Caldwell Pope, and two second-round picks. I was like, that's just, like, if you're the Lakers, why wouldn't you do that? So, it made sense, to be honest. But now you're pretty much telling Bradley Beal, like, I, like fuck, like, you should get traded. Because Kuzma, it's the, it's the death of Kuzma. I don't care what anybody says. Kuzma is now going to Washington. And nobody is going to give a fuck what color his hair is anymore. He can dye it every single color. Nobody's going to care. He can go bald. That's the good news. Maybe he won't have to worry so much about his outfits anymore. Kuzma, Montrez Herald went from six man of the year to lucky if he can get playing time because Andre Drummond now is so desperate because he sucks that you can pay him a minimum and he's... Him and Harold are going to be the same. Like what Montrez Harold does, they already have a lot of that. What Kuzma does, they already have a lot of that. But Caldwell Pope, I think they probably just had to give them Caldwell Pope. To make the salaries all match. So... Is it, but at the same time, like Westbrook's only 32 years old, 
his faults, his big beaming faults is he just does not make the right decisions in the last couple of minutes. You can make him do what you want him to do. Like, you can end up getting Russell Westbrook. Like, teams and players in the last couple of minutes can see Russell Westbrook thinking out loud. So, he becomes turnover prone. And you can easily guide him to the spots that you want him to shoot from. That's the thing about Russell Westbrook. So he's not a big three. He's an MVP. The guy won an MVP. Okay. But one thing for sure is there's nobody that can match Russell Westbrook's tenacity, ferociousness, and what he expects out of his team. And nobody... Who's a better teammate than Russell Westbrook? For real. On a daily basis, he has that. And if you're LeBron... They met with Westbrook, apparently, and Anthony Davis, which you obviously do. To make sure the guy knows that, hey, bro, like, you're coming here. This is the plan. Are you serious? Are you about it? And I think Westbrook might respect LeBron. And I don't think he respected Kevin Durant. Let's be honest. Because Kevin Durant never came... I don't know, maybe he did. I, it doesn't seem like Kevin Durant ever went to Westbrook and told him, yo, in the last two minutes, you do this. Kevin Durant might have just been a little passive aggressive. And he just didn't understand how Russell Westbrook can't see the mistakes he's making. Well, maybe Kevin Durant. No, not everybody is as smart. And a basketball genius like you are. So, in end, the Westbrook the Westbrook trade. It's really good for the Lakers. I honestly started off thinking it was bad. Why would you do this? But I'm telling you, who Russell Westbrook is as a as a teammate is a plus. The energy that he's going to bring. And you just won a title. You lost. You've been going through injury. You need a different type of energy in that locker room. And one thing's for sure. Russell Westbrook's going to bring energy. And he'll always have his teammates back. And he's consistently reliable. Like You know what Westbrook's stats can be. So, they're doing it and they did it. The big, the missing piece that I still have to... The Dame Lillard stuff is getting very, very weird. Because Dame Lillard has been feuding with reporters. 
Because every reporter keeps saying, Dame wants a trade. Dame is this. Dame is that. And then Dame keeps coming out and saying, Hey, bro, I'm the main source. I don't want to leave. So, I don't know. Maybe Dame was venting. And, like... Or maybe you guys believe what I believe and you heard my previous podcast where Giannis, I said it before, Giannis changed everything. Because him and Dame were the spokesperson, the head, the everything of the campaign of anti-big market, anti-super team, I want to be in one place. Like, is Dame going to be like Steph and what Steph got in Golden State? And Giannis wins a title. If Giannis lost, that's it. People would be like, oh, da 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 okay. And Dame could have made his exit. And pulled the whole, like, maybe you have to learn how to win outside before. And then you could bring it back to Portland. Something like that. But then Giannis ends up winning and putting on the performance of his career. And I think that put a lot of mistakes. I think that changed Dame's whole summer. And that's why I think the reporters are right and Dame is now can't move. He can't leave. And still be true to who he is. Without looking like a goof if he leaves. Because they just hired Chauncey Billups, who he wanted. And I'm not talking about, yo, the, the people that went through Billups' past uh, history... And something that was over 12 years late, tw- Over 22 years Yo you guys are fucked up man That guy has kids, family He's been a better He became a better human being That's some fucked up shit And the way Dame Lillard Acted Man that guy yo, I thought Dame had more You know but the guy acted like, oh, I didn't know all this. Why are you guys coming at me? Bro, you should have been like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? This man, this happened 22 years ago. This man paid his price and has been a great man since then. Bro, like, everybody knows who Chauncey Billups is. He's a great human being. Honestly, man, that's when, like, yo, Dame got a little bit, the media, that's what happens. When you get in front of the spotlight, you get addicted to the spotlight. And you don't want to leave the spotlight. The flashy cameras, like being noticed, huh? Felt good, huh, Dame? Dame time. You know, I'm telling you guys, Giannis messed up his plans. If you think I'm wrong, let me know. Email Ali, A-L-I-1111, Kameha, K-M-A-I-H-A, at gmail.com. 
that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. Um, let me know your thoughts. Friday, wanted to share a quick podcast. So please like and subscribe and support. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Adios, amigos. Okay, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, I thought the podcast ended. It was. The podcast was supposed to end. But I want to introduce a new segment. Am I an asshole? Okay? And that's the segment. Am I an asshole? And this is what, and it's on to you guys to let me know if yes or not. And this came to me while I was on YouTube, um, Amazon 60 Minutes special about Amazon and the way they treat their workers and how they can't uh, take bathroom breaks. And then recently, like Amazon introduced uh, a box or some booth that you can sit in or something, some stupid. But Amazon's trying to fix its thing up and all that. But all I can think of, you're like, well, how does this make you an asshole? All I can think of is when I was seeing, I'm not trying to hate, okay? But three of the guys that were complaining, three of the people that were complaining were overweight. Okay? Overweight. And then they complained that that they worked and after they were done work, they were so tired that all they wanted to do was hang out at home and go to sleep. And honestly, all I can think of was like, this is why all the jobs are going to China. Like this guy is complaining that he gets to go home. Yo, in China, they have to live in, in and India, they live there. And it's not by choice. And they take rent off of your fucking salary. And they charge you for everything. For water. Like you end up with like 10 like they, So you work there, and then you have to live there in these horrible conditions and you don't live there for free they charge you for everything out of your paycheck and then they just end up giving you whatever they feel is left from your paycheck they have nets real nets around the warehouses because people were jumping to their death because they can't escape And then there's this fat fuck that was eating Oreos. And in my head, I don't know why right now I'm picturing like just licking the cream and talking about we have, I get so tired, eight hour shifts. I just, makes me just want to stay home, play Xbox. I'm not saying what they're doing is right. They're making things better. But like, if you, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm telling you. That's why 
jobs are going to China. And what I'm telling you is a lot easier to do is just ask if China has to become like the way the US can fuck China over is be strict about the labor laws. Because then China has to really pay people and let people go home. So then the cost of their products will go up. And then factories won't really care if they end up building in the US or building in Canada. That's it. Like, you're not asking for anything crazy. You're just saying labor laws. If they had to treat people like normal human beings, then this is what would happen. Or profit margins. If companies weren't expected to make more money than they made the year before, every single year, Also, that helps. Imagine that. Imagine if every single year you did not make more money than the year before. How much market growth can you possibly capture? How many Apple products could one household fucking own? Just to maintain them, like, and they still got to find a new way to make more money. So you end up getting no charger now in your phone. No earphones. But yet they'll give you a pair of AirPods if you buy an iPhone. So clearly AirPods are no longer that expensive anymore. Because that technology is just... Boom, boom, everybody. You can get those, uh, whatever from Amazon has a great selection. There's some great selections of AirPods that are better than the Apple ones for cheap. And Apple could give you that, but why? Why give you headphones and why do all that when now they can charge you for it? They gotta keep making more money than the year after. And then you have people in the States. This is what drives me crazy. There's no longer a balance between the good of the whole community and just pure capitalism. Nobody is going to do what's good for everybody and still be capitalistic. How? How does that... Like, those two things do not make sense. Because time after time after time after time, corporations have always leaned to evil. And more money. However they can make an extra dollar. They will do it. 
and you want and the greater good doing stuff for the greater good costs money and if you're required year after year after year to keep maintaining more profit how does that work like what happens what you have to either take over the world or or what happens can economists tell me what happens is that why companies are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger Let me know your thoughts and am I an asshole? Let me know if you've had any weird thoughts like that. Does that make me an asshole? Because this guy's sitting there crying and all I can think about is this is why the jobs are going to China. This is why. Let me know. Uh, email Ali, A-L-I, 11kameha at gmail.com. If you have any of these, send them my way. Would love to read them and judge you. <laughs> All right, have a great weekend. Thank you. Brat.